I'm George Kittle. What's up? It's Brock Brady. And you're listening to The Niner Guys. The Niner Guys. Welcome, everyone, to The Niner Guys. We are on to week two of the preseason, and I got to say, it's a quick move on to week two because holy cow, week one was something to forget. Niners took on the Raiders in Las Vegas. They had a couple days of joint practices. Kyle thought that was sufficient for all the starters, so none of the starters saw the field during the game, which contributed to kind of the ugliness. Uh, I will say I, I was it was evident to me at least the Raiders kind of wanted to win that game. Like it was a little bit important for them to to win. Whether McDaniel's just wants to you know get the winning feelings going or whatnot, but the way they the way they played that game. Uh, regularly blitzing, blitzing in late into the fourth quarter um, was interesting for game one. But uh, like I said, it was an ugly game one. Final score, 34-7, I think was the final. Um, it's going to be hard to find anything. It's going to be it's going to be near impossible to find anything great. There were a few good things, but a whole lot of bad. So, Jerry, you're what everyone now is calling your instant reaction to the game. And then we'll get into, you know, the, the topics. That definitely meant a lot more to McDaniels and the Raiders. I mean, he blitzed, he iced the kicker. Um, so, or maybe it's just that the Niners also even last season had trouble playing against the Raiders when it was our ones against their ones. So who knows what it is. I thought it was a crappy for performance by the Niners overall. Just a crap game to cap off a crap week, especially when you consider the injuries the Niners incurred even before getting to Vegas. Yep. And then at the joint practices, Brock Purdy threw a bunch of interceptions. So I really hope the starting unit gets their act together before week one and can stay healthy throughout because a lot of the second and third teamers look pretty shaky, which I know is what you thought of Trey Lance because like a lot of people, you said you thought he was awful, <laughs> whereas I thought Lance had his ups and downs, but did the best he could given his inexperience and the horrendous offensive line. I know you think I'm soft, but I, 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 I will say not only do I think you're soft, but after exchanging texts and whatnot immediately after the game, I, I quickly realized what it was. And it's this is how I felt for Jimmy. And you always said, I'm not a hater. I'm just pointing out the obvious. I'm just pointing things out. What may, why am I a hater if I'm just pointing out? And now you got kind of got this little soft spot for Trey. And I'm out there going, dude, can't throw the ball, can't make a read. I'm just pointing out the obvious, Jerry. I'm not a hater. Right. Well, we can get into it. Um, you know, let's we can get into it. Let's start with Sam Darnold since he's everybody's favorite now already, not only anointing him as QB2, but some of the rumors have him jostling for QB1. That's how much love Sourdough Sam's getting these days. So, you know, the All-22 uh, film has gotten out, and we were able to watch it and break it down. So do you want to go? Do you want to go first? And let's let's go through Sam Darnold's play by play. 
Sure. So uh, Sam Darnold, first play, uh, he came in in the third quarter. Trey got the, the first half. Uh, Sam started the second half. Uh, Raiders actually got the opening second half kick. So and they went down and kicked a field goal. So at that point, uh, the Niners were down 17-7 or is it 10-7 still? Um, regardless, Sam got the ball first and 10 uh, at the 10-yard line. Um, and what was interesting about this play was it was essentially the first same first play as Trey ran in the first half. Uh, this play ended up being uh, penalized. So it didn't, it didn't count, but the difference for me right off the bat was when you saw Sam do it. And again, you got to see Trey in the first half, Sam took the snap one, two, three throw and like threw right to his, his guy. Now he threw wide on this one. So if you're grading complete, incomplete, or great throw, not the throw, it wasn't going to be a productive throw, even if completed. Right. It'd be a negative if the play had counted. If the play had counted, correct. Uh it would it would have been a six yard out pass. Um and I think one of, one of the big problems, uh, and we'll get to it later, was the fact that they had trouble lining up. They, they got penalized a couple times for ineligible uh, motion. So, um, so, so right off the bat, what was positive for me compared to what I saw with Trey was Sam hit his, hit his third step on his, on a three-step drop and got the ball out. Um, any, any difference or thoughts on that, that first play from Sam? Nope. Exactly. As you said, it quick three-step drop pass to Martin on the right was wide open um and again if it would count it it would be a negative because the, the pass was errant um so i i wasn't sure what we were going to see out of sam darnold because yes he got you know he got into his drop quick put down his back foot and let it go but wasn't great right until his second pass right second I, pass i you know uh ty davis price had ran it up the middle for a yard yep. darnold's first official pass was a beauty Right. Despite being backed up inside his own five yard line, Darnold threw a perfect 37 yard strike to Ronnie Bell down the sideline. Once again, got it out, got the ball out quick is for sure his best pass of the game and arguably the best pass of the game for any Niner quarterback overall. And I think um, the uh, the catch, you know, I mean, I think uh, one of the things. Uh, was one of the good things that if we're going to, you know, give a little bit of good stuff was Bell. Bell's uh, play all night uh, was above average, especially for a seventh round pick. You know, there I was under the impression it was going to be hard for him to make the team uh, considering who was ahead of him and some of the draft picks from last year. Uh, but he, you know, he seemed to step up, make the plays when called upon. And, and really he was, I guess one of the lone bright spots for the Niners. Yes, for, for sure. For sure. Especially on offense. Um, and then the next play was a pass, uh, which was a quick hitch to receiver Isaiah Winstead. And I'm, this is going to become a theme, right? Ball came out quick without hesitation. Um, some may quibble that he threw a little high. I have no problem with that because it wasn't like, he really put Winstead in a compromised position. It was, I felt, one of those where you got you get it a little higher just to make sure that he's able to sort of body the DB away from the ball. And it was a seven-yard game, and they're moving. 
So Darnold starts out really hot. Agree. Agree. Um, nothing, nothing more to add to that. So we'll move on to the, move on to the next pass. what you see? So um, I think Darnold saw the corner on the outside playing off. And he, so he knew he'd have Tay Martin open. And once again, he put it on the money first down just and Darnold's rolling. Cause now we've got three, well, three out of four, if you count on the first one, but let's say just three, three positive plays right off the cuff. And this was a staple of the Shanahan offense. This was a deep out pattern. This was 14 yards, uh, you know, out of the shotgun. He caught the, he caught the ball, you know, at plus 13, one step, pushed out of bounds, pick up of pick up of 15 yards. At, like you said, Sam was Sam was rolling at this point, and at least comparatively to what we had we had seen um elsewhere. So um okay, keep going. And then I guess Shanahan decided, all right, that's enough passing. <laughs> Three straight runs, right? Mason uh to the right for nine yards, then Mason for no gain, and then TDP for no gain. And now we got fourth and one. And Kyle reached into his bag of tricks and said, you know what? Let's see if he could do the Jimmy Jimmy G sneak up the middle. And unfortunately, he could not. So then they turn it over on downs, which then that for me was a negative play because, I mean, come on again. You know how I feel about one-yard plays. And you know how I do I do dislike those plays right up the gut. But, dude, come on, one yard, just, just push, push it, man. You're a big guy. Just get that one yard. And he just couldn't do it. Okay, so you're putting that on Sam. Got it. Okay, uh, end end of the end of the drive. That was fourth down. We ended the drive. Um, Raiders get the ball back. They put up some points, or no, they they get stopped. Actually, the defense, you know, puts up a stop. Uh, punt. Niners get the ball after another special teams penalty. Um, they're at about the five yard line. This this is first down. Another pass from Sam. You want to explain and give me your thoughts? Yeah. So so. Again, next possession started with a play-action pass. Darnold rolled to his left, hit Cam Latu, who actually caught the ball, which was a miracle since he's been dropping everything in camp. But, of course, Latu proceeds to fumble it away, curtailing what could have been perhaps another beautiful long drive by Darnold, but we'll never know. Turnover, Raiders get the ball. Um. So, yeah, so... I thought Sam was fine on that play. He executed the play action. He actually pump faked kid to make the defender stutter step, opening up the window. Um, Law two, I got to say, has been my most disappointing player this year uh, in training camp, stemming mainly from his draft position. You know, that he was the first tight end taken in a good tight end class for the 49, or I should say it was a good tight end class. He was the Niners' first tight end. And both you and I agreed that there were other players probably better suited either for the offense or to back up George Kittle uh, than Latu. Yet the Niners went ahead and picked him. Um, he's had a subpar camp. He comes out here, he makes the catch, like you said, um, and then proceeds to fumble it. And then to compound it, uh, Zay Martin, um, he got kind of bumped off of his route and that got him all upset. And he starts chirping at the Raider as the fumble like rolls right by his feet. And it's like, is that why he just stood there? Yeah. I if, thought, you if you watch the all 22, it, I thought 
why he thought the play was over, not that he was, you know, had some sort of bone to pick with somebody. No, if you watch it, he comes from the right side. He's he's running a deep cross and the safety kind of gives him a bump and he kind of gets thrown off of his route and he immediately turns to him as if, how dare you hit me in this game of football? And then the ball trickles right by him. So, um, so yeah, so uh, another another negative overall play for the Niners. Uh, certainly not something you want, especially from these guys you would love to get a, a feel about, like Latu, as you're you're battling you're battling Dwelly Warner uh, Fumagalli. He, he was a positive, um, and you're you're the third round draft pick, and you're putting the ball on the ground. So um, not ideal. Uh, so uh, Raiders recover. Raiders proceed to uh, put up points. So, again, Niners get the ball back. This was a good uh, punt return or a kickoff return, which is something we'll, I guess we'll get into later because Ray Ray McLeod is, broke his wrist. He's out for eight weeks. He said, he's telling Shanahan, don't count him out for opening week, but that's like five, that's like five weeks after the injury it would seem nearly impossible. And receiver slash punt returner Turner doesn't seem like the position you would want to just put it in a cast and put him out there. He's not a, you know, defensive end. You could put a, one of those big clubs on. So uh, the Niners are going to need to find a punt slash kick returner, whether it be one guy for both or multiple guys, uh, but they're going to need to find someone to handle those special teams duties. So, um, but Niners get the ball uh, first and 10 on their 41. It's another Sam pass. What, do you, what did you see? So after a couple more runs, right? So then yep. they they got first down, like you said, on the Niners, 41. Um, Darnold, I believe this is where Darnold actually shows where he struggles, which I think not a lot of people are talking about because so far, Darnold's been able to get the ball out quickly, right? We've, we've talked about with rhythm and timing because his first read was always wide open. But on this play action pass, a linebacker appeared to be in the vicinity of where I think Darnold initially wanted to throw it. So Sam held on to the ball just for an extra second, hoping to hit the receiver in the second window. Yep. But four Raider defenders were in the area at that point, and one of them ended up knocking the intended pass away. So that one was not a good play, and I marked it down as a negative. Okay. Um now, are, do you just now let me okay? So on your let me ask you for your grading because I don't know how you're. Are you just going positive negative? Are there just neutral throws, or is it just that's a good throw, that's a positive, that's a negative, that because for going what positive, bad play or whatnot? Yeah, I'm going positive. The quarterback made a good throw. I'm going or made a good play, right? Mm-hmm. Negative if the quarterback was counted on to do something positive and it you know and they didn't. And the neutral would be if the offensive line didn't do their job and the player got sacked and it was, and it was the offensive line's fault. Oh, nice. <laughs> is what it is. Hey, Hey, you're the teacher. You have whatever grading system you want. I, I appreciate that. Um, I wasn't quite as down on the throw um, because I mean, mainly because he, he, he made he again. He made the right read. He hit the guy because the the middle linebacker was dropping back. The first window was closed, so he had to go to the second window. And the the Raider uh, linebacker who was on the other side dropping back made a decent play. Got his hand on it, knocked it down, incomplete. So um, 
it it's it wasn't a for me um that's a, for me that's a neutral play it was it was the right read it was well blocked it, the route was correct um it just wasn't executed and i i know everyone thinks every every play should be a positive you know but hey the defenders are getting paid just as much so um i i hear you um didn't work perfectly um but it was what was really positive was the next play yeah because arnold was able to come right back and thread a 16 yard pass down the seam to bell uh again it was his first read and he put it on the money which he had to do because he had a pass rush right in his face as he threw it um and i like i i think i I said to you before we jumped on, I think it might've been the only play where I felt Darnold was actually under pressure and he, and he made a positive play out of it. So that was a big plus, a big positive for me. And, and this was the last play of the third quarter. It was a five wide receiver set. Um, Sam's in the shotgun. Like you said, he um, bell is the inside slot receiver off, off to his right. And he does, he, he just threads it in there over the linebacker in front of the safety um, easy, easy pitch and catch for, you know, good NFL players results in a first down for the Niners. So uh, I, I, and I, I agree. There was a, there was a defensive uh, defender bearing down on him, which, you know, made, made it even a little tougher. So great, great play by Sam. Great play by Sam. So, um, so that br- brings us over to the fourth quarter now. Um Couple, couple more for Sam. What did you see? Yeah. So, well, so after Ty Davis Price rushed for three yards, uh, they called the pass play. Unfortunately, this time Ty Davis Price didn't do his job because he missed his block on the blitzer, <laughs> which forced Donald to scramble away and just throw it out of bounds. And I know you'll be surprised for, to hear that I did not give it a negative for Sam Darnold. That one was a wash. That was a neutral because that uh. was. But that that negative play was more, in my opinion, on TDP missing a, a block, which was a problem for him pretty much all game. One hundred percent. And for all the glowing praise that we heard Ty Davis Price getting in preseason for how hard he's running and getting through the line and breaking tackles, uh, it's not going to sit well with Kyle that he had a little bit of a struggle in pass protection. Uh, he seemed to go with the dive at the guy's legs every time he tried to block him which worked every once in a while. But as soon as the Raiders figured out that that's what they're doing, they, they quickly either hurdled him or sidestepped him. So it was, it was not, it wasn't a positive. It wasn't positive for the quarterback. And I agree, Sam, Sam got it quickly, was flushed out, got rid of the ball, lived to fight another day. Uh, if there's an, if there's a negative on the play. Yeah. It, that's Ty Davis prices. So now we're we're at third and seven. And, third and seven. And this, this is hey money down, right? This is what money down. Money down. Yep. And unfortunately, it was not a money play because he Darnold completely sails the pass over the middle that was intended for a double covered Ronnie Bell. Um, and what made it worse, in my opinion, was that Braden Willis yes. would run an out route was wide open, but Darnold never even looked at. It. Yes. So. Darnold started out hot, felt like he ended kind of cold. And I kind of feel like these plays, all of it actually summed up, you know, Darnold's good when he's good and bad when he's bad. Because if his pre-snap read is correct and everything goes as planned, 
Darnold is money because he's got a great arm and he gets the ball out quick. However, if that first read isn't there, then he has difficulty, in my opinion, adjusting. We saw that on the incomplete pass intended for Bell when Darnold missed that first win. I know you didn't think that was much of a negative, but I thought a little bit, right? Because again, yeah. it made him adjust and he yeah. didn't complete the pass when he had to adjust. Yeah. And then we saw the final play where he, in my opinion, predetermined his throw to Bell, sailed it incomplete, and then missed the wide open Willis. So, yep. This was, this was probably, in my opinion, Sam's worst play because when you're, again, what I'm looking for on, especially with Trey and Sam is, can they make the can they make the gimme pass the layup those types of things and are they are they doing like if we're not asking them to carry the team are you doing your part so are you are you making the right read are you making the right call are you doing what you can to get your players in the best position to succeed him throwing into double coverage bad read because like you said Willis was wide open on the out route he hits him he turns the corner for minimum first down if not a lot more uh, to keep that going but. Totally agree. Bad. That's that negative. Uh, negative. Negative plus would be extra negative or negative negative. Extra negative. However you want to grade that, it was more than just a single negative because of that. So according to my tabulation, Darnold had four positive plays. Four negative plays. If you count that first one, that was negated by the penalty because, I mean, if we're talking, hey, you need to get those, you know, you need to capitalize on those gimme throws, mm-hmm. right? The ones that everybody dings Trey Lance for. Um, then they'd be four negative. And then there were those two plays that were a wash. Yeah. So, uh, because I, because mine are more washes, I have three positive, one negative, the rest washes. So, um, overall, I think it's, we're, we're right in the same ballpark. We saw the same ones. The you're, 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 you're going to have less washes than I will. I'm going to have more washes, uh, in terms of plays because it's, I don't know if it's uh, as expected or what you should do. You're not getting credit for what you should do. You're not getting necessarily dinged if you do what you do, you're supposed to do and, and somebody else uh, makes it. And I, and I did not grade, I didn't grade that throw, that first throw where there was the penalty. So, um, so yeah, so that, that was, that was Darnold. That was his, he played that. And then he was done. Then we got to see uh, Brandon Allen come in um and we'll spend just this 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 long on Brandon Allen um he he threw the ball confidently uh in fact he his best throw was probably the one that went intercepted because it it was a great throw before Hill got out of his break and just went right through his hands and right to the guy um so yeah, bummer he gets again for, so for example I would not necessarily grade that as a explicit negative that might be a wash or actually say that's a positive because you know, that's what i'm saying so because if i'm just grading the court if i'm just grading the quarterback and we'll get to for the same reason we'll, we'll get to trey lance i don't give him a positive for his touchdown throw um for you know for because you can't just this is where there's the nuance of you gotta go you gotta go a little bit beyond what the stats say because brandon allen's interception was probably a positive play for him. Trey's touchdown was probably a negative for him. So um, any any thoughts on Brandon Allen? I, I'm outside of you think he's probably destined for the practice squad? Uh, not really, just because, you know, 
like you said, I mean, in my opinion, I didn't say practice squad, or I did say practice squad before, but now he might be also in contention for QB2, right? It's Trey, Sam, and Brent, like the or, or, or. <laughs> um, I mean, everybody's um, using that that in, in their depth chart these days, so why not? Why not throw Brandon Allen into the mix? Well, fortunately, uh, fortunately, when the depth chart came out today, it was just Trey and Sam with the or, Brandon Allen. He hasn't earned the or yet. So, um, all right, let's let's flip let's flip it to Trey. Trey, we're going to go back to the uh, first half of the game. Uh, Trey Lance got the start. It's what I wanted to see because I wanted to see him right out of the shoot with the the best that the Niners are gonna were gonna put out there. It wasn't their best. It was just the best that they had. Um, everyone was fresh. I wanted to so I wanted to see not only. Um, how he did, I wanted to see how Kyle called the game initially because I think how Kyle called the game for him is a big indication of what he's looking for with him and how he would possibly use him or want to use him if he is QB2, which is why right off the bat we saw Trey basically go five of the first six plays were passes, indicating to me that, okay, we're not going to do the Trey Lance power off tackle run um, I don't need to see that. We're not even going to run any RPOs really. Cause we're not going to, I just want to see you as a drop back quarterback, just throw like drop back guys in the pattern, make, you know, go, let me see what you got to me. That's what Shanahan was trying to see right off the bat with Trey. And I understand the approach or at least the thinking behind that, but in terms of the actual application of that philosophy on the field, not sure that actually worked in Trey's favor and got what Kyle Shanahan was hoping because I I felt like the Raiders knew that was coming. Like right? they knew that Shanahan wanted to see what Trey had. So they were ready for a pass, 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 pass. And I felt like that didn't really didn't necessarily help him nor the offensive line because the def- defense already knew they were going to drop back. At least that that's kind of how I saw it. But, you know, I guess we will never know unless uh, unless Josh McDaniels comes out and says, oh, yeah, we totally knew they were just going to have Trey pass the whole time. And we just had our defenders pin their ears back, which certainly made it a rough day for the O-line. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so let's get into it with Trey, right? When I'm, I'm sure we're going to have a lot more disagreements with Trey than we did with, with Sam. No doubt. All right. So so Trey, Trey gets the ball. Um, they're, they're, they're at the 23-yard line um, to start the game. Um, go ahead. You want to take the description and, and your thoughts on what happened? It was a quick three-step drop where I know a lot of people believe that Lance should have ripped it to Con- uh, to Conley, Chris Conley, mm-hmm. because, you know, despite the tight window, I know you and a lot of people think, but that's open. That's open in the NFL. Now, mm-hmm. I disagreed because I thought Conley was covered um, and had Lance thrown it, I thought the pass – could, you know, would have been broken up or could have been picked. And then at where they were, I think, you know, inside their 25 could have easily been a pick six. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, and, and if you believe Kyle Shanahan, he, he too said that the corner keyed in on the three, um, the three-step drop and, and sat on it and that trade did the right thing by not forcing it to Connolly. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, and then when Trent, uh, Trey went uh, to his second read, which was Ronnie Bell to mm-hmm. his left, the pocket just completely collapsed as Nick Zakel got bull rushed uh, right back in this Trey's lap by John mm-hmm. Jenkins. And 
Um, and I know Kyle also indicated that Trey at that point had no choice but to protect the ball and take the sack because and keep in mind, this all happened very quickly, right? Everyone's so quick to say, oh, Lance just held the ball too long. Well, the ball was snapped when the clock was at 1454 and Jenkins was in Trey's grill by 1452. So I'm, we're talking like, okay, boom, snap, get, get the ball. He's looking at Conley. Shoot. He's covered. As soon as he like turns to try to get it to Ronnie Bell, I mean, it was over because, you know, because Nick Zakel couldn't, couldn't hold, hold back um, Jenkins. Right. And now I know according to some like Jack Hammer, um, you know, it was the Lance's mistake was, was actually his pre-snap read because he believed that Bell should have been his first option all along. But if you listen to Shanahan, you know, that didn't, he didn't seem to say that that was necessarily the case. So I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if you're just going to go with the coach on that one. I'll, I'm going to go with the coach on that one because like you said, it was essentially the same play that Darnold ran, right? The, the main difference in my opinion was that Trey's corner that he faced was this four-year vet. So he knew he, he knew it was coming. He sat on the route yet the corner that Darnold faced was a rookie who basically gave Tay Martin like a five-yard cushion. Yeah. So I'm, I, I am in the camp that I thought Trey should have let it rip. However, I'm not, I will not die on the hill that he, he needed to do that. I see the argument of the, the cornerback didn't bail out. He didn't start his back pedal. He sat on it. I, I still believe Trey has the arm strength. And if he hits him on the back shoulder, it's at worst broken up. Um, if not caught and just tackled right there. But if, for those who say like, eh, that, that's a, Hey, first play of the game. I don't want, I don't want to. I certainly don't want to give it to them, give them the ball. Let me, let me, you know, let me reset. Now here's where my problem is. He didn't reset. He simply moved to a second on a three-step drop. It's three-step and balls out. Now, if the ball doesn't come out, you need to go another step or two back. You got to reset your feet, which he didn't. He stayed right in the middle of the muddy pocket. Now the offensive line was not good. Okay. Not good. However, if that's the play and they know I just I need one punch and the ball's going to be out. So you get that one punch and they're still coming and you're like why is this guy this, the ball should be out by now, right? So what in my opinion Trey needed to do was pump fake to Conley, reset his feet, you know, with a shuffle back and then hit his his check down, you know. So to me, this is a wash play. This isn't a negative on Trey because I, I, I'm i going to really, really try not to get into the the head of where he should have gone first. Like like Jack Hammer says, he should have gone here first. I just don't know. Some plays, some plays are just kind of football obvious. Like when you run play action to one side, that tends to be the side your first read should come on because that's where the protection is going to be and that's where your momentum is going. So things like that you can make assumptions on. I don't know if you can make the assumption that Bell was going to be the first first pick. Trey could have just been thinking, corners off, I get an easy three, five yards, and we're going to start going. So th- to me, this play is a wash. And I think the 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 theme that I noticed with Trey Lance early on, especially, was that he wasn't willing to take the risks. Yep, he was going to play it conservatively because he didn't want to turn the ball over. 
Um, because on the next play. Well, and, and let me ask you, who does that remind you of? Um, I don't know. It could be a lot <laughs> any assortment of, uh, of quarterback, but I think in particular in his case, being that is his first game back after a year off, it was not so much that I thought it reminded me of anything. It was more just kind of like, okay, I see, I see how it is, right? Everything is moving real fast. It's the first time that you're back, you know, even though it's preseason, even though it's against second teamers, but just the speed of the game is not the same as practice, which is why, again, we've talked about this ad nauseum in previous podcasts where coaches will say, oh yes, the mental reps, that's where it's at. And you're like, yes, all he needs are, are practice reps. That's how everybody does it. But I'm like, but this kid is so raw. I don't think you can treat him from a developmental standpoint. Like just any quarterback, like look at Brock Purdy, right? The guy had four years in college, different timeline, different, different, you know, different type of quarterback altogether. Whereas Trey, like you drafted him because of all of his potential and all of his raw talent. You have to have more of a creative plan or more of a, you know, like, go above and beyond to develop him. But anyway, back to your original, who does he do remind me of? I guess if you could, I could say Alex Smith at this yes, point. That's that, that was, that is exactly who he reminded me of early Alex Smith. He reminded me of plays developed. I don't want to throw that interception. I don't even want to make it. I don't want to even throw the 50, 50 ball. So it's got to be really open for me to make the throw. Otherwise I'm going to check down, which again was is what it reminded me of. Not only that play, but this second play. You want to get into this second? This I'm say real quick before getting into the second play is that not an indictment on Shanahan and their their uh, you know QB coaching staff? Because why was Alex Smith so bad and not properly developed during his early years? Because they had a bunch of guys who had no clue what they were doing. Mike Nolan, Mike, <laughs> Mike Singletary, right? Yeah. But I, I, this is the reason why for me, I I need to have an offensive minded head coach because you would think that this kind of stuff would not happen where the quarterback is sort of left to his own to figure everything out. And it, yeah, like much like Alex, Trey Lance, very young, like they're young guys who started their career in the NFL and both came, when, when they were in college, there were these athletic guys who use their athleticism to be great. But once they got into the NFL, they had to be more of a pocket passer. And then, the, and then that was a bigger learning curve. Um, but okay. Anyway, going into the second play, which was a play action pass. Lance, I think initially wanted to hit one of the receivers on the deep curl, but it was again, a tight window. And I'm guessing Lance wasn't in a super aggressive mode early on. Um, didn't want to take that chance. So he checked it down to Ross Dwelly for a seven yard gain, which, Hey, look, it's the type of layup pass that everyone had been criticizing that he couldn't make. And Lance was able to complete it. So you know, after going after going through some progressions, whether or not you believe like he needed to go through those progressions, right? Maybe you were like, hey, no, he should have hit it. But the fact that he went through the progressions, he made the decision not to go there, completed the pass. I gave that a positive. Yeah, this is this is a wash to a negative play for me. Um, it's a wash because the play itself ends up being positive. It ends up being a completion, especially for Trey, who has had issues with these short dump off passes, these little things out in the flat, he's had trouble. So he made that pass where it's negative for me is it's a, you explained it perfectly. It's a two man route. Both receivers are, are running 17 yard curls and, and 
both of them, as, as, as Trey hits his back foot, are coming out of their break. The number again. Here's here's where I'm gonna I'm gonna say, this is the progression. The guy on the on the right hand side was his number one read because that's the direction that the play action went. So that's where the the protections coming from, and you're not gonna throw it backside as a first read. So the first guy, as I have it paused right now, is coming out of his break, and the and the defender's two and a half yards away. So. Okay, may, again, if we're if we're saying Trey's playing a little conservative, not there. However, the other receiver on the right hand side is coming out of his break, and the defender is still moving t- backwards at four and a half yards. No linebacker in sight. This should have been an easy fifteen yard catch at the minimum. I mean, t- just right over the middle. So this is where it's it's. Uh, I'll give it a wash because of the overall play. Um, But this is the type of thing that I was concerned with watching this game was why is he not seeing these or why is he not throwing these? Because like we went over with Sam, he had a couple of these plays and he let it go like the go route, even the, even the the ball that um, was tipped away by the Raider defender that you call the negative Again, I would have rather seen Trey do that in this situation because his guys have the advantage on their routes right now. So um, I I wasn't in love with this play to me at wash at best. Okay, fair enough. Um, now it's third and six and Lance drops back on a three-step drop. Looks like he's about to rip it to Dwelly, but for some reason changes his mind, doesn't throw it and gets sacked. Now, I do think this was one of one that he needed to just trust his arm and trust that Dwelly would make the play. Um, but I kind of understand why he hesitated because he I'm guessing he saw the corner because he was gonna throw it. I mean, you saw him, right? He dropped yep. back, he, he reared make, back, he, and he, he was gonna throw it, and then yep. he did. Right. Yes. So I think he saw the corner peel off the receiver at that last second, was concerned about throwing an interception. And again, like I said, that's the thing, the thing I noticed about Lance early um, in these early series, it wasn't that he held the ball because he didn't know where to go with it. Mm-hmm. Right. It wasn't pump faking. Like some people are like, why is he pump faking? He wasn't pump faking. Mm-hmm. Lance knew where he wanted to go. He just, he just was holding back. I mean, that, that's, that's, I guess the best way for me to describe, he was just holding himself back for whatever reason, trust, confidence, you know, maybe, you know what, maybe he's like, you know when, like, after Goose died in Top Gun and Maverick, you know, when they sent him right up and is like, Trey Lance coming back after the broken ankle, first game back, you know, and he was like, the guy's like, dude, take the shot. It doesn't get any better than that. And then Mavs, like, grabs that guy and goes, I will shoot when I'm ready. And maybe that's kind of what was going on in his head, right? He just, he was just, you know, shy to pull the trigger, right? Um yep. So, yeah, no. So I just think he was being overly cautious and, but this sack was totally on Lance. I, it was a negative for me. Yeah. So this has multiple levels of negative for me and you covered some of them because one, again, three-step drop, dwellies open, make that throw. Now I will give you a little bit of, he might've seen the corner sitting there. However, dwelly also saw the, the, cornerback sitting there and he stopped his route 
to sit in the zone. He didn't continue because knowing the corner's there, I'm not going to make the quarterback lead me in there. So Lance, again, maybe it's a trusted Lance needed to trust what he saw and trust that he, that Dwelly saw the same thing and let it rip hitting him in the zone, which would have resulted in a first down. Now, if he didn't do that, go back to the first play of the game, what's he got to do? He's got to reset his feet. And if he does that, who's that Conley, who's running the, the, the streak down the left side, it would have yes. been a 60 yard touchdown. If you're not going to throw that, you need to reset and go to your next read. You can't just tuck it because, again, the if your call is the, the ball's coming out quick, the linemen are playing the ball's coming out quick. So you either, A, have to get it out quick, or two, you've got to create the room to, eat, at, at, at worst, throw it away. Now, this was third down. Throwing it away was still going to result in a punt. However, I just – I needed I, – I, I was – I was most upset at the dwelly in the moment because that's what you saw on the TV version. And then to see that had he reset in the open. Now, that should have been his second read because he knows that if the corner is sitting, if he, if he held back because the corner's sitting down, he knows Conley's wide open. So if he saw the corner, he knows that guy's right over. That's what the that's what I need. That's what I believe the quarterback needed to do is and if he read and if he read it correctly. He needed to execute it correctly. So that's that's where I am with Lance. If if he saw it correctly, like I think he probably did by there's the corner there, you either need to throw it to Dwelly in the zone, or if you're not going to do that, you need to go to your second read. You can't just you can't I, I don't I know he didn't give up like he didn't just fall down, but what's he gonna do if 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 you're not pulling the trigger and you're not resetting, what's his next option? That's and that was my problem. In my opinion, he didn't really have a next option. I know that for you, you're looking at like he needs to reset, and that is the correct approach to take. But I feel like in both cases, in that first play and in this play, he didn't have time. And he was engulfed. The, the I, moment he thought about it, he was engulfed. And I think whereas, yes, in an ideal world, maybe if he was he was more experienced, that he would have been able to do that. But I just feel like in this particular situation, he really just didn't have the time. Well, the and that's my thing is the moment that he hesitated throwing to Dwelly, the play was over because the offensive line just did not give him just even an inch of breathing room. Like in that first play, if they could have just, if Zakel could, could have just held Jenkins off for like a half second, mm-hmm. Lance could have thrown the pass, right? He could have reset, he could have thrown the pass, but there was no time. He literally just got engulfed. And I yeah. felt like the same thing happened in this play. So, yes, he should have reset. But did he really? I mean, again, as you if you watch it in in real time live, I just don't know from a speed standpoint if that was even possible. Well, I think that goes back, and I think that's part of the instincts part of it because if you watch the play, there's the the engulfment comes from the front, right, and and the sides. It, like it wasn't like someone was running the hoop getting around him. He had all the room behind him to. At least move again. At least move back and throw the ball away. Like again, that's if that's the the best you can do. That's it. And maybe it is a feel, an experience, something about it. Didn't for two times in the first three plays, he didn't do that. So there's something there, and we'll never find out unless you're in the room and hear about it or hear what he saw. But so anyway, but regardless, like that was that was. Um, Thank you. My, my thoughts on that play. So, so Niners go three and out. 
Um, Raiders get the ball. That's when they go down and score their first touchdown of the game. Niners come back out. Ball's uh, like around the 20 or so. Um, but again, next, next drive, first play, pass play. Yep. Uh, so they yeah. start the drive with uh, Ty Davis Price run. They call a play action pass where Trey ends up rolling right. Doesn't see anybody open downfield. Has a pass rusher in his face. Checks it down underneath the dwelly. Again, I like that he's going through his progressions and then ends up still making a positive play. So I gave it a plus. Um, yeah, to, uh, to me, this was uh, to me, this was a wash to a plus, something like that, because I think I think the tight ends blew this one because both tight ends who are lined up on the right did the exact same thing as each other. They both took two steps on a block down and then sprinted out. That's that's Mike Singletary designed offense. Kyle, there's no way Kyle purposely designed two guys to do the exact same thing. So in my opinion, one of those tight ends blew it by not sealing off the defender, allowing for that naked bootleg. And the other guy was supposed to get out in the flat. So this, again, washed to positive because this demonstrated some of Trey's athletic ability to recognize the guy right in front of him, like, oh my God, I got to get out of here, get out, keep his eyes downfield and throw it. Not a great throw. Good thing that um, he got his hand on it for the completion because it looked like it was going to the linebacker, which again would have been probably a pick six because there was nobody on that side of the field. So yeah, did he get, did he make a positive out of a bad play? Yes. And if anything, I blame the tight ends on this play for, right. for, for even throw it back right he wasn't even like okay I'm, I'm moving right the tight ends moving right with it he had to kind of turn his body and throw it that which is why the pass wasn't perfect because he's like oh crap i gotta actually turn around and throw behind sort of behind me and get it past this this you know free rusher right in my face so yep. that's why i gave it a plus okay next play um so it's now third and five uh the raiders bring the blitz and within a second of getting the snap, the pass rush was all over Trey. You can tell that Trey wanted Snead on the, on the in route, but there was already a Raider at his feet and another defender grabbing his throwing arm. So he couldn't step up to throw and had to readjust his body, just avoid the sack and get the ball out in a vain attempt at getting it to Charlie Warner down the middle. Again, I'm sure you and everyone Else, we'll see it as Lance fault for holding the ball too long and not completing the pass. But I think had Trey thrown it earlier, it would have been too early, and Snead wouldn't have been ready for for the ball. Um, and you know, I, I actually don't even think Purdy would have been able to complete a pass in that particular situation. So I'm chalking this as a wash because I think this was a play that kind of got blown up because of the O line. Uh, yeah, this is not a negative play for me because. He's under duress, first of all. Um, second of all, Sneed, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards that was his first read, but he was not open. Yeah, again, if you're if he was gonna try and I wouldn't have faulted him if he made the throw to Sneed because it was third down. He was and it, you're trying to get that first down. So again, here's here's me just it's preseason trade. We, this is where we see what we can do and what we can't do. Is it open? Is it not open? So I would have liked to see him pull the trigger there. He didn't. And then he came back 
uh, to Warner. And this is where I think Warner failed him because when he came back in, he sat down in the zone. Trey led him as if he was playing man, if he was the defense was playing man to man, and it goes right off his fingertips. This is one of those where I the, that Trey and Warner didn't see the same coverage, um, and I think it was Warner who blew this because they were uh, they they were in zone, so he could or they weren't in zone. He could have continued instead of stutter stepping. And whether he made the catch or not, it would have been a closer play than the incompletion off his off his hands. To me, this isn't a negative. This is a wash. Um, the only negative, and I don't grade it as a negative, is I just wanted to see it in this situation because it was preseason. And this is the opportunity to see what it, it look. We all, like you said, we need to see Trey in games. He needs to see himself in games to know, is this open? Is this open? Is it like, how much is open? And this is where he needed to pull that trigger to see it got knocked down. It wasn't quite open or I need to do something else. Instead, he tried to get it somewhere else incomplete again, th three and out for the Niners. So two, two drives to start the, the game went three and out. Not good. So, but I think, you know, to your point about, make you know making these throws because you need to test the limits and see if you know you these are these are throws you can make or how how much time or room i mean just think about the play well we'll talk about later on right the the touchdown that should have been an interception mm -hmm. how much he got killed for that play right mm -hmm. like that's a play that you're like okay kyle liked it because he actually was aggressive there. but i think that's the catch 22 for him because as much as he would like to test the limits and he'd like to almost like treat preseason like he's in a lab like, okay like what can i how what can i experiment with? what can i do but the reality of it is he's in a competition with sam darnold mm -hmm. and he can't afford to make mistakes he almost can't afford to be aggressive and have like okay maybe it wasn't his fault it tipped off the receiver's hands and then it was a pick six right because you know look how much trey is getting killed now you know the narrative oh look at trey lands interception blah 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 i just feel like he's again, not to be an apologist for trey but he's in a tough position right i think you can agree yeah. that he's in a tough position because on the one hand he needs to do this but on the other hand he knows like he's fighting for his life as a on the roster and and being backup so they're almost like they're almost like conflicting agendas so we're five we're two drives five five throws how do you have it scored right now for for trey uh let's see i have one two in the plus column i have uh two in the wait hold on two in the wash column and I think one in the negative column. Okay. So I have three washes, two negatives. So to me, Trey has yet to produce something positive. Um, he three, three of the plays he's done what he's needed to do. And two, he, in, in my opinion, he's, he's failed to do what a quarterback should have done. Um, this next play, which was the first play of the third drive, um, probably not, I can't, I, one of the biggest negatives I saw from him all night. So you want to take us through this play? Definitely a bad play. Uh, it was a play action pass on, you know, the first play of the next series. Trey sees Connolly open on the in route. And I don't know why he gave up on it so quickly because 
all he had to do is just rip it, right? Trust it, rip it, get the completion, move on. But he doesn't. Tries and then tries checking it to Dwelly, and it was one of those um, inaccurate balls that sails over Dwelly's head. Again, I don't know if it was one of actually I shouldn't say that is one of those typical ones because I know there was a defender right on Dwelly's hip, and I don't know if he meant to just hey I'm gonna throw it out of bounds but not get called for intentional grounding or if is one of those that just like flew out of his hand, even though he did in- intend on cl- completing it to Dwelly. Either way, bad play because he should have hit Conway. Yeah, this was this is this is kind of the. I mean, how many times have we seen Debo run this play with Jimmy the deep over pattern and hit it, and Debo take it for massive amounts of yards? Conley was open not only in the first window; he could have hit him early. He was actually open in the second window, so. Again, I'm 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 being as lenient as I can in in saying if it's close, okay, not throwing it. But he was too wide open, and he was looking at him for him not to have made that throw, and then to compound it with the overthrow of in the flat, which again just goes to the story of why can't he make this pass? Um, so this become this becomes a negative in in my mind. So um, the next the next play had me thinking you might be onto something with Jason Poe being a halfback or a fullback because he, <laughs> he did not look like an offensive guard on this play. He was, he, he was bad. I mean, he was really bad on this play. It's as if he didn't see the guy who lined up right in front of him. Right. I mean, well, first of all, it's a play action pass yet again, and I'm not sure who's buying these fakes since the Niners never ran the ball, but Sure, it was certainly compounded by the fact that Jason Poe did not block his man and that Raider defender didn't buy that it was going to be a run. Screamed by Poe like he was a turnstile and Lance was immediately flushed out of the pocket who was able to escape the pressure for a couple of yards to salvage that broken play and make a positive out of a negative. So just from that standpoint alone, I gave that a positive. I, I and I and I gave this a wash. Um, it was it's not a negative on him because it was his the line not only didn't give him time. It just, I mean it gave him nothing. Um, and then he he scrambled out of there. Um, but you don't give positives for making something out of nothing. You will only give a positive if he makes a good throw. No, I only give a positive if you do something above what is expected of that play. So to me, a, like like the incompletion. It's it's still a wash. It's not negative because it was the right read and you did what you what you could do. Same thing on this. You couldn't do anything. It's not like you were going to throw this. So what can you do? You get outside and you get and take the sack, right? You, get, you don't take got- right. A sack a sack would have been a negative because he would have had the opportunity to pick up two yards. This is what did you do with the play? I did the only thing that I could. You, you know, okay, washed. So, um, all right. So next now play. next play. Next play, Lance drops back to pass, and two Raider pass rushers are on him before he even hits his back foot. He tries to scramble away from trouble, but ultimately gets sacked because nobody was open. Zakel Pryor, total trash on this play, so it was a wash. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I agree. This was not quite as big of a jailbreak as the previous play, but Zakel got he got pushed back and then he tripped over his own center's leg. Um, and at, at that point, that's when I don't blame offensive linemen for just holding on to the guy you're blocking and bring him down with you because 
I mean, what are you going to do from the ground? You're not going to do anything. So the best thing you can do is hope you bring them down and nobody sees it to, to call it. That's, that is your only hope. Um, and, and you're right. So Trey, he, he tries to go left. He tries to go right. He, 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 he takes the sack. Um, had he had time, he, there was an open receiver cutting across the middle. But again, I'm not giving him a negative for that because it wasn't expected that he see that considering the amount of people who are in his face right away. So I think we can agree that these first three drives, the first three series were not good. Uh, and there were trays, you know, worst. But at the same time, I don't look at them as, wow, like they were really bad all because of Trey Lance. And I think that's the reason why when I look at his overall, okay, well, these were the worst three series and it wasn't all on him. I'm not saying that he did anything to really make things better, right? To take it over the top. Like I'm going to make up for my O-lines, you know, mm-hmm. if in you know insufficiencies, but yeah. I mean, it wasn't all on him. So that's why the narrative like, oh my God, this guy's a bust. He's God awful. You should just cut him already. I'm like, what? I are we watching the same thing again? I understand. Did you expect him to be a Hall of Famer right from jump? I mean, because let me tell you, if Trey Lance led touchdown drives on heck one or two of these, Trey Lance should be in in contention to 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 vie for that number one job, the starter job, right? Because it would take, in my opinion, given how bad the offensive line was, something that monumental of a of a performance to actually have gotten down and, and gotten a touchdown. Again, you have Zakelj falling over his center, like getting bull rushed right into Trey's face. I mean, it's like every other snap was like that. So let me ask you, as of right now, who, who you're, you're given the number two job based on only what you've seen right now, who uh, you haven't seen the rest of Trey, but who who's performed better Darnold in his third quarter or these first three drives for Trey? Oh, I mean, there's no, there's no comparison, right? Because again, Trey, this is, this is like a, his first action since however long, and you could see the rust. So, and what and what they're just judging based on those, and you, there's no comparison, right? Then you'd go with Darnold. But if sure. you're telling me like, okay, well, what about the overall? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't be as well. Well, and we'll get to the, we'll get to the rest of it and what ha- the, you know, that goes into it, but. I agree with you. Like uh, based on this, Sam has had the better night up until up until this point of how we've how we've graded it. And would you also agree that Trey hasn't either seen or made throws that he probably should have? Yes, he I mean, yeah. well, so, I mean, he made that well, I don't know. I have a few positives. So, he must have made like one or two if I scroll back up in my notes, but but overall not good. Okay. Okay. So continue. Uh, Trey gets another series. Here we go. Here's where I liked what started happening because Shanahan decided, Hey, I do run the ball. Don't I? That is part of my offense. So let's do that. And what do you know, runs the ball a couple of times and then mixing it in and the pass rush had to respect that. And Trey was able to get the ball out on time. Perfect throw to Fumagalli eight yards and a first down. Right. So that's that's what I mean. Like, I, I don't know if just pass, 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 pass was necessarily the right approach. I know they wanted to see as much Lance as possible within the parameters of his playing time in this game. But I'm just not sure that was the best thing to set him up for success, because as you see, boom, they run the ball. 
the, the very next play. It was probably the best, you know, circumstance under which Trey got to throw it. And you see, you see the result. Yep. So okay. for me, so for me, this is a wash. This is what you should do on this three-step drop. You hit your, hit your third step and you hit the guy out in the flat. That's, that's. Wait, why is this a wash when, what about the Sam Darnold ones where he what? did supposed to do were those washes for you i, I mean I don't yeah remember. sam had two positives he he had two the the go route to hill and then the the seam those are his best throws you gave him positives yes uh, throws that are above what i would think an average quarterback could do so uh, again uh, again that's why i said i'm gonna have a lot more washes because this my washes are as expected is when, it, my wash is basically a c grade you you you're average you, you did what you're supposed to do so, so when the the play is like, let's say in golf terms, a par, that's not good enough for you. Like he has to, it has to be like, you know, like, like a one under, like. No, a like if, it, like my washes are pars. So if you want to go golf, yeah, I would say my washes are par, like you, that's, All right. that's because cool, that's what par is. That is what you should shoot on this hole. And you did. He has you, know? a, you probably gave him a ton of washes. Cause I don't know. He probably had about two or three really, really good throws overall but let's go to the next play so yeah so, so that, that, that that was a wash and then okay go ahead next play the so first and 10 uh of the las vegas 34 trey lance drops back for play action pass he bootlegs to his right and trey hits chris Connolly accurately in rhythm for six yard gain for me it was a plus i'm guessing again it was a wash for you correct all right uh after they run it uh after uh, they run it with uh, Ty Davis Price, again, pass play, trade drops back, went through its progressions. Nobody was open. Um, he felt the pocket begin to collapse, escaped the pressure, started to run. But right before he crossed the line of scrimmage, he spotted Sneed and flicked a jump pass to him for 12 yards. I gave this a plus. I liked his awareness. I liked his use of athleticism and creativity. He knew where the line of scrimmage was, unlike Darnold in a previous practice where he made a play after crossing the line of scrimmage. So I gave this a play a plus. Uh, this was also a plus for me uh, because, again, this was more than what your average quarterback could do. Like, and and by average, I'm thinking of, you know, is this what Jimmy would have done? And like, yeah, probably he kind of would have he would have moved around the pocket. He stayed behind the line of scrimmage despite what the Raiders announcement announcers. And I don't know what broadcast. Did you watch the Niner broadcast, which was on local TV, yeah. or did you watch the Raider broadcast, which was NFL Network? I watched the local broadcast. Yeah, so um, I watched the local broadcast too. There was no question, you know, about this play. And then when I rewatched it on the NFL Network replay, it was the Raiders announcers. And immediately they're like, he's over the line of scrimmage. He's over. No, not no, he wasn't. So again, for me, this is a plus play. This is this is Trey's first plus play for me was avoiding the sack, keeping his eyes downfield. There was nobody uh, open. He went to scramble when the defender closed on him. He flicked it to Sneed. Again, what what was good this, on this play compared to maybe years past? He didn't take a hit. He didn't try and lower his head to try and run this guy over for the three yards. He looked for someone else to get him the ball. Plus play for me to, for Lance. Great. So then on the next one is the infamous Dwelly touchdown. That should have been an interception um, play action pass where Lance went on a naked keeper to his left. Now I know everyone's got, you know, got their own criticism for this play, whether 
he didn't flip his hips fast enough to complete the pass to Conley or the decision in general of making the pass was a poor decision. But again, if you hear Kyle Shanahan's explanation, he said Connolly was actually traced fourth read in the progression. So Lance just needed to actually place the ball a little bit better. But Kyle wasn't super mad because the process was good and Lance was being aggressive. And frankly, dude, if you had to do that and go through four progressions, that's pretty good, in my opinion. Um, you know, when you consider all that, because I think that's pretty quick. Um, but for, but overall, it's still a negative because it should have been an interception. It was an interception, interception worthy pass. And for that, it's it's a negative. Uh, and I will do you one better is wash for me because again, it was to me the right read. And this is what I want. This is what I wanted to see in those earlier plays. Can you make that throw? Look, like this is the time to find out if you can make that throw. You were rolling left. You, you had to flip your hips, put everything you had to get on there. Now, was it accurate? No, because in fact, Connolly had to stop and lean backwards to try and well, if it was to him, he would have had to lean backwards to catch it. It was a interception worthy pass, but I'm giving this a wash because of the fact that this is what I wanted to see from him. I'm not so concerned with the results because if you're, it wasn't a, it wasn't a throw many quarterbacks are going to make. You're just not making that throw because of lack of physical skills. The Niners got bailed out because the Raiders tipped in and became a touchdown. So it certainly doesn't become a positive play, but to me, this was a wash play. All right. So then at the start of his fourth series, this was probably one of his worst passes, I think, because Lance misses two open receivers up top, um, one on the out route, another on the dig to the left. Again, he needed to let it rip. Not sure why, but didn't and then got sacked. So this is this uh, this is a negative for me for the reason you just said, because he did have two receivers open and he took the sack. So you. Again, if you're not going to pull the trigger, you at least got to Alex Smith and just throw it into the third row, right? Like if, you, if you're not going to do it, because because in this play design, there was no check down. There was two guys out in the pattern. They both were open. Again, I, I needed to see you recognize that these guys were open, trust the guys and their patterns that they were running, because soon as they made their breaks, if you're letting it fly, that's a big game. So to me, yeah, I, this was a negative play for Lance. And then on the next play, Zakelj once again gets absolutely trucked. <laughs> Pocket collapses. Lance needed to jump over Zakel's dead carcass and scramble to his right while still keeping his eyes downfield. And then he made a positive out of a negative by completing a little five-yard pass to Warner in the flat. So that was a positive for me. Um. Yes. Yes. I'll, I'll, again, uh, wash for me. Uh, it was, it was the play that again, I'm not, I, this was the one, this was the Zakel got, you know, just manhandled. Um, he eluded the rush, moved to his right. Again, if I was being real, if I was in a really good mood, I might've even gone plus because again, he's keeping his eyes downfield. Again, it's the exact opposite of the last play with, he didn't keep his eyes downfield took the sack this time he does keep it his eyes downfield and at least picks up positive yardage so like again for me i initially watched but if if you wanted to twist my arm to the positive this is the play that you know again it, this doesn't bother me but it doesn't wow me 
you know, opposed to the last one that irked me. Like that, that one really irked me for for what what he didn't do. So, and, but anyway, okay, I, I'm good with I'm good with uh, that so far. So now they're uh, let's see, they're I guess they're still on their own 35 yard line. Trey's in the gun, quick three step drop, hit the back foot, drilled it down the middle to Connolly, 17 yard gain, positive for me. This this was the, the his best play. This was again in rhythm, kept his eyes downfield, red. Ex- I mean, you saw all the guys going out there, and as you're watching the all 22, everything unfold. That is the clear read. Again, this is what, and maybe this is what frustrates me about Trey is he obviously can do it in terms of see what is developing and do physically what is asked of him. So that maybe is what is so frustrating early on about not pulling the trigger, about not making the throw. So this one, clear positive, and again, big chunk play. So, uh, and can we talk about Conley just for a second? A guy who I gave no chance of making this roster. Just you're our, you're a camp body at best, but he has come in and he has, you know, produced. He is, he has been more than advertised and maybe it's because he wasn't advertised at all. So anything is better. But to me, Conley has, has been a positive, this, this uh, training camp. It's interesting that you automatically wrote Conley off because when, when I heard we signed him, I actually thought it was pretty good to be able to get that kind of a vet, um, better than a Muhammad Sanu, right? I'm a, a Sanu kind of vet in camp, but better. And if Sanu can make the team, I would imagine Connolly had a fighting chance, although there just really isn't a lot of room. And I think despite his production in preseason, I'm not sure he still makes it at the end of the day. But to his credit, he's been playing well and and helping the team. I think and helping the quarterbacks and everybody else. So, no, I hear you. I think he's definitely had a good camp. If we have if we have time, we'll talk about roster construction after after this. But uh, Danny Gray hasn't done anything to certainly say he deserves to be on this team. And with Ray Ray McLeod being injured, I think it does kind of open that door uh, ever so slightly. So uh, that brings up the next head of Conley because Conley played in this game and Gray didn't. Uh, well, was Gray not playing or was he injured? I thought he, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was so, um, anyway, next next play. Um, Pass to Mason that he dropped. You yep. know, I, I see this is where I just I I have to tune out the haters because I've even I've even heard that the reason why Mason dropped it was because Trey threw it too hard. Which, if you watch it, you'll know how ridiculous that is. So, to me, the hate has just gotten out of control, <laughs> and maybe that's why I'm soft on this on, on Trey when because I, I just when I hear that kind of stuff, it just makes me shake my head. Well, um, again, you know. now you know, now you know how I was feeling the last couple of years towards Jimmy. Like, this is, <laughs> I don't know why everyone is getting so angry at him. He's just, he's doing what's asked of him and he's winning the game. So uh, again, maybe you're being soft. Maybe I was soft on Jimmy and you're soft on Trey. We'll have to see. But again, this is a, this is a wash for me. Um, there's, there's not, there's not much you can do. He took the snap, sold the Sold the fact that he was holding on to the ball and then dumped it off to his running back who just dropped it. So, um, again, I have no idea what – to me, that's very it, – it's almost impossible to have a positive play out of that. I guess you can be a negative and, like, throw it at his feet or something like that. But this is a wash. 
And then uh, after running it, uh, running Jordan Mason, JP Mason up the middle for three yards, they had a fourth and two and decided to, uh, I think, do a, what was it, a run, run pass option kind of a thing, except we're not really sure if that was, I mean, it looked like that, but then he just handed it off to Jordan Mason and who ran up the middle for no gain. So they ended up turning the ball over, but I know that a lot of people criticized Trey for not pulling it and running with it. But honestly, I feel as though he was told not to do it. I mean, the fact that they never call any run plays for him I and it's preseason and the fact that, you know, him running last year was how he got hurt. I think, they're just saying, hey, we're not going to run it. We're not going to call any run plays for you in the preseason just to play it safe. You know what I'm going to do? Because I had that as a negative. Because that was a – to me, that was a clear – you have one read, you're reading the defensive end. If he if he breaks down, you pull it. If he holds still, you give it to him. He broke down initially, and then to see he had a lead blocker and only one guy on the outside, to me that was that's, – that's a, that's a bad read. You've talked me into making that a wash because it does make sense, especially after the injury. Hey, if we call any RPOs, you know, like run it, but you give it to me and then you, you tap your helmet or something say like, I really wouldn't have done that in the game, but I just want to let you know that I saw the break and I would have done this. Right. I mean, so, okay. I mean, cause, cause when I, again, when I saw that, I, I, I got frustrated by like, boy, like, that's the that's the most ba- that's the Colin Kaepernick most basic of reads. You the, you go opposite what that defensive end does. So okay, okay. Look at look at me getting soft on Trey for you. So, all right. So then, uh, I think the next play, unfortunately, was Lance's worst read. There were uh, receivers open, uh, but it's like he predetermined his throw. Stare down the receiver down the middle and almost got picked off to, I think it was to Willie Sneed, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. So, yes, I think that, that was obviously a negative. Um, and then the, but then as we've seen all game long, Lance comes back after a bad play with a good play, drops back, hits his back foot, throws a rocket to Chris Connolly, 24 yards. And then they're on the move. Uh, yeah. So that negative play, again, I marked, I also gave that a negative play partly because of the throw that was nearly picked, but also it just didn't seem like the right read as the Niners had overloaded the right-hand side, had two receivers to one defender. And it seemed like, boy, had he just looked at it and he didn't look that direction at all, he could have had his choice of short or deep. I could, I could go either one. So uh, Funny about that play. And I think about the uh, Sam Darnold one who almost did exactly the same thing. It makes me wonder like, what are the coaches telling them? Is it that they're like, look on this play, you just have to go there because it's going to be open. Even if it's not they're they got to do like 10 pushups or something. If they mm-hmm. don't go that throw, because you know, on the Darnold play, Willis was wide open on this play. These other receivers are wide open. I kind of don't understand, but you know, but it was kind of similar in that way. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I had similar that after the negative uh, came the positive, the deep throw again, it's it's what's tantalized people is their imagination of what he could do with his arm strength and vision. It was a, again a great route by Conley, breaking it right in front of the defender's face. Trey delivered it on time on target. Big chunk play, 
I, w- I wish there was more of that. I wish there was more of that. So, well, I think, and I think that's why you heard Kyle say he wished he could have continued playing Trey Lance into the third quarter because he was finally, finally getting on the roll, as we see in kind of the last two plays, um, where once again drops back, hits his back foot, drills it 22 yards down the middle to Fumagalli. Um, you know, so then that's back to back strong throws. And then right after that, with seconds left, um, Lance, you know, took a quick shot at the end zone threw it into the corner where only Connolly could catch it. You can argue whether or not he could have thrown it better, possibly. I know Connolly kind of pushed off, so I don't know if he would have been flagged had he caught it. Um, you know, they didn't capitalize, but Trey left enough time on the clock for a field goal, which, and just as importantly, didn't take a sack when the pass rush was on him. So I, mm-hmm. that one was a wash. So I thought the one right before was a positive. This one was a wash. Um, and then unfortunately, our boy Jake Moody didn't make the 40 yard field goal. <laughs> so give me your, give me your final grade on Trey. So according to my tally, I had Lance with 10 positive plays, which for you, I'm sure was intermingled with a lot of washes for you, but mine, I had 10 positive plays. I had five negative plays and then five that were washes that weren't on him. And considering that Lance was pressured on 47% of his dropbacks, according to the next gen stats, and that this was, like I said before, his first game since breaking his ankle a year ago. Uh, I don't think it was as terrible as everyone out made it out to be. Um, does he still need to work on stuff like eye manipulation and just flat out trusting what he's seeing? And I think that was a big, big thing, right? That he just didn't seem to have the confidence to trust what he was seeing. But if you, you know, but obviously those are things you need to work on. Eye manipulation, trusting what he's seeing. Um but but it was obvious how much better Trey got, you know, as he played, as we were just talking about, right? Like I said, um, you know, Shanahan wanted to keep playing him, and and Shanahan, and it definitely got better once Shanahan started running the ball to keep the defense honest a little bit. Because I I don't, you know, whenever Trey had just a little breathing room to throw the ball, it made a huge difference, which I think is what we also saw, and I think we talked about this right before jumping on. Um, in terms of you're going to compare Lance to Darnold is that how many times granted Darnold didn't have a whole lot of snaps, but how many times did we go? Yeah. So the offensive line got trucked and then there were, you know, if there was a free rush on, you know, it's like, you just didn't hear that. I think during Darnold series, whether it's because he played with or against the third stringers, I know for sure Zakel was, was no longer in there and maybe that alone made the difference. Um, but I, yeah, like I said, I think Trey simply faced more pressure than Darnold did. Um, uh, and, you know, because even and even though uh, Darnold, you know, got rid of the ball quicker, his pocket seemed always to be cl- not only clean, but even after he threw the ball, it was like nobody was around him. Like it could have been clean for even another second after after the pass. Right. And um, yeah. And I think. Uh, I just disagree with all the haters who said that Lance was terrible. I think, I think he did. I think he's, you know what he is? He's a work in progress. So if you, can, if you can't accept that, then you're going to, I guess you're going to hate him. Right. Cause he, he's still clearly a work in progress, but he's trending in the right direction. And I know a lot of people want to say that he's a bust. He hasn't gotten it any better to which I say they're not paying attention because Trey's bugaboo in the past was his accuracy. And from what I can see, he's a hell of a lot more accurate now. So I'm sorry, Greg Papa. I'm not ready to anoint Sam Darnold as QB2 after looking good against the Raiders third stringers. But I, I can understand if 
that's how you or anybody feels, right? Because Darnold did have a good showing, um, you know, and and because and I get the reservations about Trey because you know we're literally seeing the maturation of this really raw quarterback in real time, and you're going through his growing pains, which aren't pretty at times. But then again, Josh Allen didn't become Josh Allen until he started 27 games his first two seasons, which is why it annoys me when people say, well, you know, he's going in his third year, Trey Lance, so he should be a Hall of Famer right now. What's wrong with him? Right? Like, I mean, let's get real, people. His rookie season was a wash because he injured his finger and then his knee. And despite plans to incorporate him into the game plan, Kyle ended up scrapping that, right? Then last year... He got one game before breaking his ankle in the beginning of the second game. And this was after a college career where he barely threw the football. So did anybody seriously think Trey Lance was going to tear it up on Sunday, especially behind such a crappy offensive line that didn't do him any favors? I mean, does Trey need to play with more confidence and trust in what he sees? Yes, absolutely. But it's just interesting how Lance just gets zero slack from anybody. So my final, my final stats, two positive plays for Trey, eight washes, six negatives. Um, so when I when I look at it, I again, and if you're if if you told me today, set your depth chart. If you're playing, if we're going to Pittsburgh tomorrow and Brock gets hurt, who's coming in next? To me, it would be Sam Darnold. So for me, Sam is the number two quarterback. Um, and I think that's part of how Kyle is looking at it, who, if I have, if I have to put a guy in tomorrow, who's, who can win the game? I've been on record on this podcast multiple times saying I would not, I certainly wouldn't cut Trey and I probably wouldn't trade him unless you got blown away. However, if someone was going to make the argument to me that says Kyle thinks Brandon Allen can win a game better, e- more easily tomorrow than Trey Lance. I would disagree, but not have a lot to stand on because of what I've just seen. Because I've seen him. Now, I'm I'm not going to say the Raiders didn't game plan and just went vanilla because they certainly did more than what you usually see in a preseason game. But this was not game planned for Trey. It might have been game plan planned for the Niners, like hey. We're going we're gonna to be looking for these plays types of things. So for me, I'd be very hesitant if I had to put Trey Lance to win a game, to win in Pittsburgh this Sunday type of thing. But that's to, again, that's to say, I'd still have him on this team. And I will contradict myself a third time in the same sentence by going, I don't know what he's going to get out of this once the season starts, because as the third string quarterback, I tried to tell you that as the backup quarterback, he did, you know, they didn't get reps or do anything. So as the third string quarterback, I mean, he's going to be reduced to playing scout team and running around wearing Geno Smith jersey and Colt McCoy and Matthew Stafford jersey. So is he going to get any better? Probably not. But again, I would keep him on the roster because he has been in the he's been in the system. If it gets down to the third quarterback again. And again, I hope it doesn't mean like in the first couple weeks, but you know, if we're, if we're two months into the season, we get down to the third quarterback at that point, I might have a little bit more faith in trade than Brandon Allen. I just don't have that right now. And that's not to say I have a lot of faith in Brandon Allen to do it. 
But from what I saw, and it might, he might, because he's a veteran, he might have a better understanding of what preseason is, is these are not going on my Wikipedia stat. So I am going to let it rip at every single moment. Every time there is a possibility of a pass or I can check to a, a pass, I'm going to do it because that's how I'm going to make myself look better. I know I'm not competing for the first or second job. So the best I can do is hope to put positive tape out there. So I'm going to, I'm going to let it rip. So maybe as a veteran, Brandon Allen understands that. Whereas Trey didn't, whereas Trey was playing conservative because, well, I don't, he played, I don't want to make the mistake and get yelled at by Kyle rather than I'm going to see what I got. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. And maybe for get, you know, from where I'm coming from is we've seen Brandon Allen play in the regular season. And I think he's two and seven and we've seen Sam Darnold play and his record is not good either throwing all those interceptions, you know, we all know his story. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, and, but so we know what these guys can do and cannot do. Now, maybe it's just more reassuring and comforting, which I understand when, well, there's a known quantity, right? Like, well, Sam's done it. Brandon's done it. Not well, but they've done it. So they've been there. And I just feel more comfortable with that. Whereas Lance is a complete wild card. You just don't know. But I guess for me, I'm on the other end of the spectrum saying, okay, we know these guys aren't very good. Let's see what we can get out of this guy. Can we develop them? Can we pump them up? Can we do everything to get like, cause hit again, I've heard this. It's like, well, when you're the backup, you really care more about their floor, not about their ceiling. Yep. Okay. But is this team looking to win the Super Bowl, or are we just looking to stay relevant and just try to get in the playoffs? Right. And that's why for me, I'm always looking at the ceiling, but again, I understand the other argument as well. I'm just saying why I, I guess, put more, put more into wanting Trey Lance to be good because I feel like if they can get Trey Lance to be good, his good will be far better than both those other guys. Yeah. I just don't think, I, I don't think we're going to get to that point. Um, I just, I just, I don't foresee it. And pos- p- part of that is just the hope that Brock Purdy stays healthy because I think if Brock Purdy stays healthy, there's certainly no way we're going to get down to the third quarterback and Sam Darnold as the two probably wouldn't get very many snaps. Now, look, quarterbacks are going down all the time. It's a 17 game season. It is, it's hard to get through an entire season. Brock barely did it last year with his rib injury that he played through. uh, And then obviously was knocked out with the elbow injury. So it's not like he didn't take his fair share of bumps and bruises you know, over essentially, you know, eight games, nine games. Um, so what's he going to do over the long term? So we'll we'll have to see. Um, and obviously, that, go ahead. For the best, right? For Brock, we're going to root for him. Yep. Want him to be the next Drew Brees. Yep. But we also have to look at realistically when it comes to the 49ers under the Kyle Shanahan era, right? I'm sure Brock Purdy never thought in his wildest imaginations that as a rookie being Mr. Irrelevant, that he would lead his team, the Niners, to the NFC Championship game that same year. Sure, he never envisioned that, but it did happen. So I guess what I'm saying is that we just have to let this all play out. We don't know what's going to happen. So kind of have to prepare for everything. Um, With the rest of the game, we mentioned it kind of throughout. I thought Ronnie Bell did really well. I thought Chris Conley did really well. I thought Ross Dwelly acquitted himself well, despite the fact that at some point 
There was a tight end who lined up ineligibly twice um, on the play I talked about earlier where both tight ends did the same thing. Clearly, one of them did it wrong, either Dwelly or Warner. I'm not quite sure. Um, we've obviously done the, the, done the quarterbacks. And it was too bad that we couldn't see more of the running game because if we're grading it, I would give uh, Ty Davis-Price a negative overall because of his lack of blocking ability, which – I mean, it's going to be important. I mean, we're not expecting – I mean, Christian McCaffrey can do it, but if Christian McCaffrey doesn't have to take on middle linebackers in play action and that can go to Ty Davis-Price or Jordan Mason, like, can we please do that? Can we please spare CMC those collisions? So if you can't show Kyle that, yeah, I can I can run in between the tackles when needed, but I can also stand in against the linebacker and take on a blitz and keep our quarterback clean – he's not going to see the field that often. So um, though I was disappointed not to be able to see some more running out of the game. Um, defensively, again, hard to tell with so many starters not playing. However, I did see, I thought Cleveland Farrell acquitted himself well. He definitely is fitting into the Chris Kacerik reclamation project that so many other guys have fallen into over the past couple of years. So I actually have um, a good feeling that he can be a positive presence. Um, I thought Javon Kinlaw, I had higher hopes. I thought he played up and down. There were a couple times he collapsed the pocket. And then there were a couple times he stood straight up and got kind of blocked off his feet. Um, I was pleasantly surprised with um, the the DBs um, in terms of what they were doing, even though they got, I wouldn't say they got picked apart. In fact, most of those plays were, were crossing patterns that you would have thought, boy, if, if, if we have Fred Warner or Dre Greenlaw instead of Flanagan Fowles or whoever else is playing linebacker, those aren't as, you know, those aren't as big catches. So those, those were, and, you know, thank goodness for Mitch Wisnowski. So um, that, oh, and I guess, I guess um, Jake Moody misses two field goals. Um, I'm going to say not concerned right now because, he was positive. He, he did so well in college, and he seemed to be having a good training camp. However, if he misses this week against Denver, um, we're going to we're gonna have to we're going to have to lower the DefCon by at least one one notch. So, uh, what were your overall takeaways from every everything else? Uh, so as far as like the offense is concerned, uh, Ronnie Bell, we've talked about him a lot already, and you mentioned the tight ends, Troy Fumagalli, and. Ross Dwelly were my kind of stock up players. Yes, mm -hmm. I did say Ross Dwelly. That's how bad the other guys were. Um, but I really liked the compete factor for both Dwelly and Fumagalli on Sunday. And as the great Mitch McDeer would say in the movie, The Firm, they're not sexy, but they've got teeth. Um, which the same could be said for Bell. I'm pretty sure, you know, I said on this podcast that you know, we should watch out for him despite being a seventh round pick because he has the makeup and he, you know, to, to really compete. And he flashed during Sunday's game, not to mention, you know, having a spot open up because of Ray Ray McLeod's injury. Um, as for defense, I'd say linebacker Jalen Graham. Oh, um, yes. Great call. Cornerback mm -hmm. Ambry Thomas would be my stock up players. I knew Graham was having a good camp, um, but the rookie linebacker who was also drafted in the seventh round was all over the place making plays. Um, and I I actually expect him to make the final roster um, over perhaps Flanagan Fowles. 
Um, same goes for uh, Ambry Thomas. Um, I, w- I actually wasn't so sure if he'd make the 53 after last season, but he looks to have put in the work this off season and is ready to make a contribution this year. So that's, that was, that, that was a pleasant surprise. And then on special teams, I liked what I saw from Deshaun Jameson. I think you mentioned him. His mm-hmm. kick returns were smooth and probably would have meant something had it not been for all those penalties. Um, as far as stock down, can I say the entire offensive line? <laughs> I mean, how many how many free runners did they allow get past them and get after Lance? Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus, I I I I I would I'm pretty I would kick the tires on Justin Pugh right now. I'd start looking at the waiver wire. And I would send Nick Zakel packing. I mean, that right now, that was, that was really bad. Um, and I know you'd mentioned Ty Davis price and how we didn't really get to see much of him or JP Mason. But again, like, like you said, his, his, his really horrific blocking. I mean, God, he is, I don't know if he just doesn't know how to block can't block, doesn't want to put in the effort. I mean, I think I think he needs to knock on Frank Gore's office, or maybe Frank Gore should just go grab him and take him to pass protection school because that was just that was terrible. Um, and I I don't know if we really need to talk anymore about Cam Latu. I I would personally I I mean, dude can't even catch a cold. His catching mm-hmm. ability is so bad um, normally, and then when he did catch it in the game, he coughed it up. And I just don't think the Niners can afford to carry him on this team. I don't I don't. I don't think he should make the 53 man roster. And I'm actually even wondering if Isaiah Oliver might get cut. Cause he looked bad. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if either um, Womack or AJ Parker jumped him on the depth chart. And yeah, as far as the stock down for special teams, Jake Moody. I mean, I'm sorry. Hated that he had to open his preseason the way he did. Last thing he needed was now everybody being wondering or questioning whether or not, he was a good pick and which a lot of people have already been questioning. So let's cross our fingers and hope for the best against Denver. <laughs> uh, I haven't, haven't heard or seen if uh, Shanahan has announced his plan for this coming week in terms of is Lance going to start again, or is it going to flip over to Darnold? Um, I haven't seen, I, I wouldn't imagine, although I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't imagine Brock's going to play this game. If, if anything, I think he'll get maybe the first series against the Chargers in their third game. Um, Kittle. What would, you, what would you do if you were Kyle? Uh, if I was Kyle, I'd start Trey. I would do. I would. I would do the exact same thing. I'd start Trey and give him the entire first half with the 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 coaching points that we talked of being these stats don't matter. If you see it, let it rip. You have, but you have to see it. Um, I don't care. Uh, like again, I don't care about interceptions. Like interceptions in at this point, unless it's because you did not see the defender right there. Um, if you're trying to fit it into a window, that's a learning opportunity. If you throw it to a guy because you didn't see it, that's that's a bad read. They're two different, same result, but two different ways to grade that. So um, I hope I hope Trey. I hope Trey starts. I hope he plays the first half. I hope Darnold comes in, plays the third quarter. I hope Brandon Allen plays the fourth quarter. Um, and I hope the defense plays better. I hope Jake Moody hits his field goals. I hope the Niners get the win if for no other reason, just to, you know, feel good. That training camp has gone, been positive. I mean, they've been hitting each other and then they go against the Raiders and they don't have a lot right now to feel good about, you know, externally. So I, I'd like to see them. Um 
Also, uh, Sean Payton and, and Russell Wilson, not on my, you know, Christmas card list right now. Certainly not favorites of mine. So I wouldn't mind, you know, even though it's preseason, you know, hanging an L on those guys. Um, so, yeah. So anyways, that's uh, that's what I would think. What I mean, would you start Trey or, or would you would you mix it up? Would you start Brandon Allen and just play him all I four think, quarters? I would play Trey the whole game. I would play him the whole game because – at this point, I pr- I think you know what you have in Sam Darnold. I don't know if you really need to see more of him. Um, I don't think you need to see more of Brandon Allen again. The guy's been in the league a number of years, um, right? So you just you talk about Trey needing reps, seeing what he can do for a full game. I think that's 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 what I would do, and and I would certainly hope to see a better effort from the entire team as a whole. I know the. Niners, you know, usually keep it pretty vanilla in the preseason, but it'd be nice for them to ratchet up the intensity and play like they give a crap, mm-hmm. you know, or at least give half a crap because, yeah, you know, that would be a huge upgrade from what we saw against the Raiders. Uh, yes. So, okay. Um, anything else or you want to give me your final thought? Uh, just final thoughts. I'd like to say that I hate the national media. I think those bums, you know, were the same people who anointed Trey Lance as their dark horse MVP candidate a year ago. And now they're all piling on, calling him a bust after one preseason game, after, you know, after coming back from a broken ankle. Um, you know, and the funny thing is, I think I said before that Lance is actually a better quarterback today than he was a year ago at this time. So I've just decided to tune them out all out because, you know, just I just find it all to be kind of nonsense and they don't really know what they're talking about. They're just trying to get clicks or trying to get, you know, trying to get attention. So eh, I encourage everyone to do the same. Just follow your favorite Niner guys podcast and all the local media guys and content creators. It's all you need. We're all invested. We care. You know, maybe it's not sexy, but it's got tea. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, well said, well said, not surprising your final thoughts. Final th- thought starts with I hate, you know, that's you know, <laughs> after being so soft, all podcast, you got to get, go get that razor's edge to end it. So love that. Um, final thought, not football related. I know most uh, people who have children uh, are going back to school, you know, in the either past week. I, I know crazy people like Arizona and Texas went back like at the end of July uh, for my kids. My kids are starting school. Um as a parent, I could not be happier um, as much as summer is a fun time of vacations and swimming and all, you know, all those things that I I need these kids out of the house. I need them in school. I need a schedule for my own sanity. So teachers, I pass them on to you for the next eight months. And, you know, thank you. And good luck to all the kids out there who are, you know, especially the seniors, especially all the seniors. I know your son is a senior and, you know, big year, big transition year. So uh, good luck to all the teachers and students out there. And I just want peace in my house for one day. (laughs) That's all. Not too much to ask. Not too much to ask. So anyways, uh, I hope you enjoyed the breakdown. Uh, I thought it was informative. I enjoyed being able to go over it, especially if someone who saw, watched the same thing, but saw something different. Um, I think that's that's a positive outcome from that. Uh, we will be back next week after the Niners play the Broncos. We will see what comes of that. I'm sure much, I, I would assume many more storylines will come of that 
Um, hopefully more positive than negative, but we'll have to see. So for Jerry, I'm Todd. Thanks for listening to the Niner guys. We will see you next week.